morning, good afternoon, good evening, my dear friends, fans, colleagues. No matter where you are and when you're listening, welcome back to Voices of the Sacred Feminine podcast here. You know, uh, since I started this uh, many moons ago, before I think the uh, term podcast was ever being used, it was just called Internet uh, Radio then, to, you know, to my knowledge anyway, there were not that many podcasts out there. And now we are just inundated and saturated with podcasts. And um, that just makes me doubly, triply, quadruply uh, thankful when you spend your time here with me and my wonderful guests on Voices of the Sacred Feminine. And uh, just a reminder, you know, it's a bit of housekeeping, but uh, if you're listening live, uh, you can set your clock to us. That means it's 11 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday. Uh, Or if you listen from the archives, like I think most people do, uh, maybe you're doing the dishes or folding clothes or gardening, who knows what, um, you know, then, um, you know, you're listening from the archives and that's great. And, uh, you know, we love you for doing that as well, whether it's live or later on. Um, Also, too, I just want to let you know that um, you can run a commercial here very inexpensively for like maybe $10 an episode. So uh, think about that if you have a book or a project or an event coming up. And uh, just a shout out to um, the wonderful artists who let me use their music uh, for free. Um, what you were listening to this morning was Meta Prayer uh, by Celia. And uh, I always close with uh, an homage to Sekhmet, and it's called Am Sekhmet by Abigail Spinner McBride. And sometimes I mix it up with Diva Haley, um, you know, beautiful music, or uh, Alea Deo and uh, other people as well. So thank you, ladies, um, all you artists out there who so kindly uh, help me enhance my show with the beauty of your music. And um, if you're new to the show, I'm Karen Tate, and uh, I like to say that uh, I discuss everything here my mom didn't let me discuss at uh, at the dining room table. Sex, power, gender, religion, politics. Uh, Maybe all the stuff that was really hard to talk about at the Thanksgiving table, uh, you know, just a few days ago. So anyway, uh, we talk about it here. We don't shy away from anything that I can think of. And, um, you know, that's a promise I make to you. And today, uh, it is my great pleasure to have with me uh, the creatrix, the foundress, um, the force, uh, the um, the dedicant behind the Divine Feminine app. Uh, you've been hearing me talk and rave about the Divine Feminine app practically every show uh, for almost a year now, I think. And, um, you know, Karen McRandall, uh, that's who's behind it all. She created it. And um, she's making a little noise in the background there, but... <laughs> Um, you know, she is she is with me today, and we're going to be talking about, um, uh, you know, standing at the threshold of women's leadership. Uh, are we going to move forward in love or fear? And, um, you know, just a little bit about Karen uh, with a C, C-A-R-Y-N, McRandall, before we 
start our chat. Uh, besides, uh, like I said, she's a creatress behind the Divine Feminine app out there that's been growing by leaps and bounds um, since uh, 2016, I think, because she saw the need for women and really all genders uh, to be connected. Uh, so she created this app, and um, now, uh, you know, whether you're in a circle or you're having an event, uh, she puts all these resources together uh, so that we can find each other and we're not just drifting out there in space um, feeling all alone. Uh, and some of the questions we're going to delve into today are um, maybe there's a need for action now. Um, you know, we're talking about uh, leadership and, uh, you know, why there aren't more marches or public gatherings, why we just keep reinventing the wheel instead of building on the accomplishment of our foremothers, why is the return of the Divine feminine taking so long, so goddamn long. Anyway, Karen, welcome <laughs> to Voices of the Sacred Feminine. Hello, Karen. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to have you. You know, I've been talking about your app, and now people can hear from you. There's really flesh and blood, woman, hearts. Old, uh, womb <laughs> behind that app that uh, you know I talk about all the time. So thank you for being with me, and uh, thank you for your service to the community. I mean, I know that um, you know this is not a you know a money maker for you. I mean, this is something that you have saw the need for, and you've just been doing it um, rather thanklessly, I would imagine, in some ways. Um, so, so tell me, you know, how did, how did the Divine Feminine app come about, Karen? Well, and, and I wouldn't say thanklessly in any way except financially. <laughs> and, uh, of course, in, in, in our traditional patriarchal society, that, that's the first thing that people come to mind. But uh, to make a long story short, I found myself almost a decade ago, you know, struggling through the end of my second marriage on my fourth kid. And uh, I had lived in California and found some lovely, like-minded, nature-loving people like myself, but then found myself in Chicago. And I ended up making a mother's group and then finding women's circles. And when I found them, I had the thought at the same time, there's got to be a way that we can find these. They're awesome. And, I, you know, it was just a series of events where my now ex-husband, he started a mobile app company, and I was decided to start a directory of circles and organizations. And I've done that. It's now been going, you're right, since 2016 was when it was officially released in the Apple and Google and on a website, but I had worked on it since <clears throat> 2014. And it continues to grow each and every day, pretty much basically without official advertising it. Oh, my gosh, I, I just I, I adore it and so appreciative of your commercials. Um, I, I also use your quote because I know you, you did a lovely quote for me about how when you came to the app, you saw that, you know, you, you had kind of been isolated in, 
your uh, own own world thinking that God is for spirituality maybe wasn't um, flourishing. But when you came to the app, you saw all these different circles and organizations and all these women all over the world doing this work. And that's what sustained me pretty much any time I had had a, a – <laughs> Uh, a low moment or, you know, I, I turn towards the app and I put these things on and I, and I'm, I'm, I'm signed up for about 700 different <laughs> newsletters. And, you know, I go through these events and they just make me happy. I mean, I, I'm, I spend, you know, in the beginning, I really put on all of the virtual and online events and now people regularly put those on themselves. And what we've just done recently is started to put local events on because that's where I feel we are in the world, that post-COVID, we really need to start uh, getting out there and getting back in front of each other and getting heart to heart. And that's what we just did a new function where when you sign up on the website, it emails you weekly these local events. And so now, you know, I'm starting to read about these and it just, you know, it just, uh, it, it brings me life to see all these things happening all over the world, and uh, most definitely, it's filled with things and filled with yeah. gratitude. So, not at all a thankless <laughs> endeavor over the past decade. Well, thank you for clarifying that. And you know, um, I, and I want to say too, I think until we feel alone and isolated, we don't realize the value of it. And um, you know, before I was living up on the mountain and isolated, you know, I was down in Los Angeles, and you know, Los Angeles is probably, I would venture to guess, one of the maybe biggest hubs of alternative spirituality. So you know, we were never at a loss to find a group or somebody who spoke our language, you know, who understood what in the hell we were talking about, who maybe believed like we believed, you know. Um, you know, we could walk out our door and stumble onto a like-minded person. And then, you know, I moved an hour and a half north from Los Angeles. Um, I call it when we were parked in the handicap zone because Roy's recovering from the brain injury and me from the stun gun thing. And I wasn't on social media anymore. And I was an hour and a half from all my friends and um you know, collaborators and people who were in my orbit, shall we say, and suddenly I was like on a different planet. You know, I was like a strange girl in a strange land and lived there for three years, and it was devastating not, um, not being in a community of your peers. And um, so, yeah, and so when I came off of that mountain, um, and, you know, now I'm here in Southern Oregon, um, I really valued your app because I think about all the people out there who maybe aren't in a big community who or maybe thinking like we're thinking, but they don't know how to find anybody else like them. And it just really impacted me. Um, you know, on, on a, a deeper level, how vital, you know, this really is, um, that we don't feel, you know, alone and ostracized. And um, I don't know. So thank you, Karen. You know, thank you for the hard work you've been putting in all these years because, 
you know, um, I realize on a different level how how important this is for all of us. You're welcome. And, and yes, you were fortunate to be on the West Coast. I have seen doing this that, that uh, you know, it's congregated on the West Coast the California area and the East coast and then the rest of the U S um, is rather desolate, <laughs> rather desolate, but I know so many women who, you know, we connect over zoom calls or, you know, different things. And they're so desperate to find uh, local community and local, local, other local women. They can meet in circles and goddess spirituality and learn these ways and uh, I believe they're out there, and if they're not out there, they're ready right now. So, um, you know, I, I really feel as we've, we've, I put the theme for this that now really is the time for this. Yeah, yeah, and find out about things <clears throat> that are going on in the world. And, you know, and, and if it's not local, you know, maybe they can jump on a Zoom or go on a retreat. Or like recently you were at the uh, Parliament for the World's Religions. Um, you know, suddenly now Goddess has a place at the table there. Um, what was it like uh, seeing so many uh, people like us at the Parliament, you know, such a mainstream event? Well, yes, and, and, you know, I don't know what it was like when, when we weren't there, so <laughs> I have to preface that, that, you know, I started this when I was living in Chicago, and, you know, I started about a decade ago, so I had heard about the Parliament, which is based in Chicago, and I knew people that were going to, I believe it was the Utah one, and so it had always been like, oh, I need to, you know, get involved in this, but I didn't have an opportunity to go until this past year when they had it in Chicago, and I, I made the uh, decision to go, and I went there, and, you know, I, I, it, was, it was mind-boggling. There were 7,500 people from all over the world that had come together, and I remember sitting in the opening ceremony and uh, just seeing so many different cultures and so many different religions all there with this intent to heal the world and to come together and to allow each other. And I, I basically, I had tears streaming down my face and I was just so moved by it. And at the same time, Karen, I was like, why are there so many damn men up on the stage? (laughs) 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 You know, so I, it, it was one of those things that the parliament was an incredible experience I, I, oh my gosh, just completely amazing, but it also made me see how much work we have to do. And, uh, you know, I was on a, it's so funny because I was on this call this morning from this wonderful woman that I met at the parliament, Soraya Dean with Omni Leadership, and they were doing a call on dismantling patriarchy. And I said, oh yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm interested in that. Let me get on the call. And I get on the call and there's two men leading it. <laughs> And my first thought was, huh, what's this, (laughs) you know? So, um, you know, it made me stop and think. And I I actually, I had to write down on my notes, open your heart. Because I had to, like, remind myself to take a deep breath and really listen to them. Because I, I realized that over the years, I've had this privilege and honor to meet so many incredible women. And I have kind of built this little cocoon around me and and um you know i need to open it back up um that you can't you know it's tempting karen but you can't just surround yourself with 
completely like-minded people. We have to we have to meet on this plane. So I I, I listen to um, you know I, I reminded myself that and this one man he has a website. It's actually called CatholicWomenPreach.org. And oh, he was so interesting. I was I was texting my mother because my mother is a Catholic and I grew up Catholic, and I was like, oh my gosh, they've done this website since 2016, where they have put 470 something women on their preaching, and they've made sure it's theologically sound with the Catholic Church, uh, and their their platform is that they're. They want to get the Catholic Church to change its stance and allow in women uh, to be ordained and, and within the leadership structure. Now, a good part of me just kind of sits back and says, yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> but just that they're doing it and that they're trying and that they're open to it, I mean, oh, my gosh, Karen, the world is changing. It's just, um, yeah. you know, it's an incredibly awesome thing. Well, and that's also why when I hear women say it's going to be women that change the world, uh, I kind of cringe a little bit because, uh, yeah, maybe it will be the majority women, but we really can't leave those good guys behind, you know. Uh, We need them too uh, because, I, I don't know, you know, they do bring something to the table and we, you know, just like patriarchy has denied you know, one half of the population, uh, you know, we can't turn around and do the same thing, you know. Um, it, now, right. I'm not talking about, right. uh, I was reading an article this morning about um, uh, why women won't date Trumpers or uh, men, you know, uh, men Trumpers. And the article was about, well, why are you expecting women to lower their standards? <laughs> and um, I couldn't help but think about, you know, when we lost goddess to begin with, I I know that I'm going deep in the weeds here, but, you know, um, humor me a second. You know, we we always talk about, well, how did we lose those cultures that were peaceful, that didn't have fortifications that Maria Gambudis talks about? How did we become overrun and how did they infiltrate us and, and, you know, replace goddess with their warrior sky gods and everything? And I thought, God damn, they must have sent out, um, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, Neolithic message like I just saw on, uh, you know, on, on my phone this morning about, uh, you know, liberal women have to be more um, inclusive and tolerate these deplorable men, you know, and uh, and I'm thinking, no, 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 we made that mistake once before. We're not going to do it again. But, but of course, I'm not talking yeah, about that. You know, I'm talking about the good guys out there. Yeah, and, and I agree. And, and that's what, you know, when I, when I reminded myself of that, it, you know, it makes sense when I thought back to the parliament and the stage full of men because, you know, historically in the last two, 3,000 years, the leadership positions have been – um, in religions given to men. And, and so that now, but, but that doesn't mean, you know, there are men out there and that's what I even brought it up at the end of the call. And, uh, the, the, um, Omni was, uh, and Santa was, uh, I believe his name. And he, he was, um, well, you know, patriarchy doesn't serve men either. And, and that, mm-hmm. that's, 
you know, they're the ones, they have this position of this, this, this position of power, but they realize that the system itself is flawed and needs to be changed and needs to be balanced. And when I allowed myself to really step back and listen to that and not, not, not have this divisive stance, I think that's something that's so huge right now. And I think that's why we're not getting more done is because everybody has, you know, this divisive stance and we have to, we have to, we have to remember that the large majority of people are good and the large majority of people just want to allow each other. Um, But this, this man said, you know, our focus is to be the kind of person, what kind of person must you become to fulfill your purpose in the world? So, so how do you become that person that you need to become in order to fulfill your position, you know, what you need to be doing in the world? And he said some other right. gems that were so good. So, so I, I, I think we, we really have to remind ourselves that, you know, it doesn't matter however you label yourself, um, you know, Republican, Democrat, Trump supporter, Biden. Are there Biden supporters? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm just teasing. <laughs> Marianne. <laughs> Marianne Williamson. She's my one. But, um, you know, no matter how we label ourselves, at the end of the day, everybody, I like to say, you know, everybody pretty much wants us to all have enough to eat, a roof over our head, people to love us. And that's it. Right. They want that for everybody else, too, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to think they want it for everybody else, but, um, but no, I, I, uh, I hear what you're saying, you know, and I've, I've often said at talks I give, you know, even though I'm here talking about values of the sacred feminine and so much of it is about to, is about uplifting women, it's really about the values and it doesn't matter what your genitals are. You know, I, it's a mindset, it's a mindset and it doesn't matter what you're male, female, trans, um, you know, it just doesn't matter. It's what you believe, how you act, you know, um, you know, what, what do you see, what do you see for the evolution of the planet? Um, you know, the new earth as everybody I think is calling it. So, um, so yeah, I, I've really let go of the idea. It's just, for women. Um, and you know, and I think I did because, I mean, I have such a wonderful husband. I've been blessed. And, you know, I ran a not-for-profit in Los Angeles for a number of years, and we did public rituals, and it wasn't just women. It was women and men. And these were men who were happy to just be a volunteer and be a part of it. They didn't have to take over, and they did what they were asked, just like anybody else, and we all made it happen together, you know? And so I knew there were good men out there, um, and I knew there were awful women out there, too. So this idea (laughs) that it's just just about um, women change in the world, I never really fully bought into that, you know? So, but but we're talking today about women's leadership. So we're going to kind of segue, I guess. Um, so I guess Karen, um, you said it's been on your mind lately. Um, tell me what's been you know niggling around there in in the gray uh, in the gray matter that you felt like you wanted to talk about uh, publicly today about women's leadership. Well, you know, I. I, I... I think what what I just got through saying is is I've realized that I've kind of cocooned myself or pigeonholed myself into this 
this lovely little world where I'm surrounded by uh, these women that I, that I'm so completely on page with. I can get on a Zoom. Unfortunately, none of them live in the area that I live in, but I could get on a Zoom call with them. And in an hour's time, I'm on top of the world. You know, I'm so inspired and I feel so enlivened and, you know, or, or go to an event somewhere else and, and, you know, off into the deep woods or, or wherever around a fire outside. And, and, you know, the world just feels right. And, and and the more I've done that, the rest of the world uh, I, I've stepped more and more away from, because uh, especially today, the rest of the world feels wrong. <laughs> and I think everybody yeah. can, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we get that, all of us. So I, I, I've been having these sort of, um, you know, I, I've been having these thoughts that we need to take this, these things that we've, we've learned, and I don't like these thoughts. I'm going to preface it with that, Karen, because I'm kind of like, shut up. I'm happy. Leave me alone. Go away. <laughs> but I feel like we need to take these. It, it's time to um, reengage with the rest of the world, and the rest of the world has been through hell. They've been through COVID and isolation and the economy and insane political leadership. And, you know, we need to, like, say – there's a better way. There's a better way to do this. This is more balanced. You know, we need to like show them the things that the women who are, um, you know, that I have interacted with over the past 10 years have learned that meeting in circle and, and learning how to talk in a balanced way where you're, it, it's not just, you know, an hour and a half of, of, of lectern where I'm up at the front and I'm, you know, but, letting everybody come to the table and recognizing their unique gifts and really learning to listen to people uh, that we really need to do that. So I, I've had in mind these public gatherings that I, I, I want to enable. And it's just like the circles that I've been hosting for the last 10 years. It, it's so simple, but it's also so profound. I, I, another thing on the Parliament of the World Religions, one of the things that left the, the most lasting impression, and there were, you know, there were amazing, incredible people on stage who have done amazing, incredible things and written books and were inspiring. But what made the biggest impression on me was meeting people, individual people, like in the classes, in the panels. At the end of the workshop, talking to people, I remember one panel I went to, and at the end of the panel, they, they did a um, breakout into four to five people circles, and we're talking the last 15 minutes of this panel. And they broke out into four to five people circles, and we just did like basically one go around where we just said what was on our heart and what we were thinking of. And then we all came back, and they gave feedback. And Karen, you know, like two women cried. <laughs> I mean, they were like, you know, oh, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I, I really need to meet in this way. I've missed this. I haven't done this since COVID. I haven't been able to find this in my neighborhood. It's so important. And the other thing is whenever I talk to these individual people, we are all on the same page. It's just amazing to me that when I sit in circle with women and we're all given this opportunity and men, don't, don't, yeah, whoever, when I sit in the circle and we're all given this opportunity to share 
what comes out of everybody's mouth is just, you know, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. And I just feel so much um, connected right now. And I feel like we need to, like, show people this. I don't know how to do yeah. that, but that's where I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, and, you know, we've had these conversations privately before. Um, you know, we're, we grew up in patriarchy, which is somebody at the front of the room talking down at us, to us, teaching us. I'm not saying it in a necessarily derogatory or negative way, but, you know, that's what we're used to. And um, but with with women, you know, at least what we're trying to create, I think it's more of a horizontal leadership rather than like a pyramid structure. And maybe yeah. horiz- And I'm I'm you know I'm sure somebody out here out there listening or somebody who's written a book has already figured this out. So let me preface by saying that. But I'm just thinking about it now. So women doing horizontal leadership, it's maybe spread out over a vast plane. You know, let's just visualize it like that. And so maybe that's why we don't see each other, because it's just, you know, it's, it's um, you know, like a, it's spread out across the Serengeti, so to speak, as no, opposed I to don't a buy pinnacle. <laughs> no? Okay, okay. No. Okay, go ahead. So oh, tell I, me why. I get what you're saying. I, I totally get what you're saying, Karen, but I think the time has come that we have to just kind of get together in our communities and grab you know four or five people and and come together and 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 not just i I get it the horizontal you know we're spread out we're each kind of doing our own thing it's a beautiful thing it makes a you know a beautiful tapestry but you know i i think it's time that we actually have to um uh, put it into place and, and and grab you know four or five friends and meet as a circle and you know but how I've been does, saying this ten years, we, by the way. <laughs> but, okay, but in but in all right, and maybe I'm thinking about this wrong. So please correct me, um, because may, you know you've been thinking about this longer maybe than I have. Unless we can find the money, right, to start a broadcasting network or to start a college, um, how do we? Um, incorporate all the threads of this tapestry so that it all <clears throat> comes together you don't in need that money, a concentrated though. form. Okay. You don't need the money. We've all been doing our individual work. And that's what, you know, in fact, that man this morning from Omni Leadership, he had said, you know, he encourages the people there to reach out per three or four people a day or a week. I can't remember. But that's what the circles are, is you're reaching out to, you know, a circle doesn't cost any money. I host them at my house. It costs nothing. Um, and I've gotten to the point where, where I don't even I, – I, the, the time I take for it is because I go out there and I set the area and I set an intention and I say a prayer. It's like an internal, but I don't spend time, like, working towards it. I mean, it's one of those things that it's so simple. I mean, you don't have to rent a stadium or put out, um, you know, put out uh, advertise or, or get the, the website and spend all this time. All you have to do is meet with three or four other people. And all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you 
carve out this space where you're letting each person talk. And I'm sorry that I interrupted you twice because I'm so excited about this. And like I said, Karen, I've been talking about it for 10 years. But, um, you know, where you allow that person to speak for two minutes and then it goes to the next person. And it's this absolutely gorgeous thing that, you know, it's something that I had to learn because, of course, like when somebody's speaking, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to say this. Oh, yeah, they're right. I need to jump in and say this. I need to say it, you know. (laughs) And instead I've had to, like, learn. In fact, I usually have a a piece of paper that I jot it down, and then I wait, you know, till the next person says what they want to say, and then the next person says what they want to say. And by the time it's gotten to me, that burning desire that I must say this and I must say it now and it's so wise and important and it needs to be heard, it's gone, you know, and somebody else already said what was on my mind or something else is on my mind. And the circle is not, it becomes this like living, breathing, separate entity. It's an amazing, gorgeous thing. And each person who sits in the circle is influenced by that. And then they go home to their sphere of influence And they bring that to that. And then, you know, and then it goes on and on and on, the ripple effect. So it's something that's so very, very simple. doesn't cost any money. doesn't need to be, you know, this official, um, you know, again, that's patriarchy. That's saying that we need to have six million and we need to sit down and we need to create an app. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So, so, all right. So I think we're talking about two different things and, and maybe I am still coming from the patriarchal paradigm, but I'm a Virgo. Okay. So I like organization and structure. I can't help it that, you know, has gotten me where I am today. Um, However, you know, I love what you just said, but that's going to take forever. You know, that's that's why I think it's been taking so long because it it that ripple effect um you know is slow. It's slow moving. And I guess I feel like when we get to a um a tipping point, you know, where there's a lot of us on the same page, it feels like we could move faster, have more influence to really make the world a better place if we had something a little bit more centralized where people knew, well, we can go there and, you know, and, and uh, yes, of course, what you were talking about is so important, us having our voice in those circles. I'm not discounting that by any means. It's vital, you know, but, you know, can we really affect change doing that and I think doing it that way maybe is how we start but I don't know I guess I just feel like we need something bigger Go I'm ahead. sitting on my hands right now Karen <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to know fervently it's already been happening again I I I think it's been happening in these circles more and more these past 10 years. And there's so many women like me who just got into all of this these last decade and they've been learning and they've been sitting in circles and these things have been happening. And I, I, I put these events on the app or somebody else puts the event on the app and I see it's just like my circle. And I go to another circle in another town and I see it's just like the circle I'm in. And I talk to somebody and I see they're talking about the exact same thing I'm talking about. And I think it's like that, you know, the, the thing of a fire when it flashes, it's been mm-hmm. happening. 
it's not that we need to devise this centralized thing and start the movement. The movement's been going on. The movement's been going on in typical feminine way that it's behind the scenes and it's coordinated by a hand we don't see and we don't have to see. And we don't have to have an official person in charge and we don't have to have an official organization in charge. But things have been changing and all of a sudden it's going to flash and it's going to have change. And what needs to change is our culture and it's happening. You can look at the movies, you can look at the songs. You can look at all these popular people, and I see her hand in so much today. And, the, you know, the, the general populace may not even understand that what they're seeing is Inanna or what they're seeing is Isis or, or you know, or whatever goddess or, the, or this 40,000-year-old culture that is, is coming back. But we know it, and it's coming back. Well, um so what can we do to hasten it even more? Grab four or five friends. <laughs> and, have a, okay. and have a circle. Seriously, it's so very simple. I mean, it can be done in your house. I'm right now, what's in my heart is I really like to do this in a public area. Um, you know, I see like a downtown park, but obviously we're headed into winter, so that doesn't work. But maybe a community center, even heck, a mall. I mean, I've been thinking lately about the only thing our culture has is doing right now. Festivals are about buying things and getting drunk. You know, I mean, people are so desperate for community, but it's not true community. And that if we, you know... If we got together and, and one, you, you honor nature, you honor the cycles, you hopefully get outside, you set an intention where you say, we're here today to allow each other, we're here today to support each other, we're here today to love each other, we're here today to heal the world. And then you maybe, you know, um, then you chant, drum, sing. I mean, I, I I can't tell you that especially having two daughters who are, uh, preteen and teenage that when I hear, you know, their music, Olivia Rodriguez or whatever, you know, insipid <laughs> lyrics that are just meaningless and horrible. And then I hear them singing the songs that I sing, you know, um, uh, those are powerful. Those are strength. Those are planting seeds. So we get together and we sing these songs, these songs that are important, these chants, these drumming. And then maybe we have like a short uh, inspirational talk. And then we have a centering where everybody breathes deeply and comes onto the same page. And then we meet in circle. And we just say, you know, you know, you have two minutes, you have two minutes, you have two minutes. Give them, give them a uh, theme or some questions, you know, of how does the divine feminine show up in your life? Uh, what does the divine feminine mean to you? What does community mean to you? You know, how does community show up in your life? How do you think it should show up in your life? And um, and, and then we just go from there. You know, I, I think yeah. it's, um, yeah, I think it's so simple, but it's so profound, as I said. I get it. I get it. I get it. Um, and, um, and, and I hear you. And I, as I'm listening to you, that's kind of what we started here in Grand Spass. Uh, there was nothing before uh, very recently when uh, Serendipity Healing Arts opened. And I got together with the owner and another woman, and we started doing monthly goddess gatherings. And I can see how profound these are and uh, what they mean to the women, you know, so, so I hear you. But 
all right, but there's an elephant in the living room, okay? And I want to talk about that. And maybe maybe it's not there anymore, but it used to be there. But 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 I, I need to take a break for a commercial, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to ask you if that elephant still um, exists, okay? Awesome. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, so uh, here, a word from Joe Carson, everybody. Hello, let me say a few things about Joe Carson's film, Dancing with Gaia, an exploration of Earth-based spirituality shot at sacred sites around the world. Here is Drusilla Pettibone on DearMist.com. I was truly touched and even awed by the film. I really appreciate that there is so much substantive information to digest. For example, the info about hinges and tracing the horizon line is all new to me and totally fascinating. The film was very beautiful and I was amazed how it was able to capture so many of the descriptions visually and seamlessly connect vintage footage with modern. I especially loved when images were dynamically superimposed on each other, like the lace with the water and the dancing in the flowering meadow. A visual feast and with so many layers. I am also pleased to have been introduced to Monica Shu and her work. It's so important for pagans to become aware of our heritage. It seems easily lost among so many new books, and the film really brought me home in a new way. Dancing with Gaia is available at dancingwithgaia.com. Just a reminder, uh, the DVD, uh, Dancing with Gaia, comes packaged with a 45-page color mini-book, which goes even deeper into all this material uh, described in the uh you know, in the audio of the commercial. And you can buy the DVD and booklet for only $9.95 at dancingwithgaia.com. And, uh, you know, think about that as you are looking for stocking stuffers uh, for the holidays. Uh, what can you get for $9.95 anymore, you know? So anyway, uh, think about that. And uh, shoot, and as long as I'm saying think about stocking stuffers, please go to my website, karentate.net, and uh, look at the books there. Uh, normalizing Abuse, uh, Sacred Places of Goddess, and all the other books that uh, help us manifest a new normal. So, Karen, we are back, and I want to talk to you about the elephant that used to be in the living room, and I'm just being totally candid here. Um, all right, I already said I come from a big community in Los Angeles, and uh, sometimes it was a rough place. Um, and I think about the book Phyllis Chesler wrote, a uh, famous psychologist who's written tons of books on, um, um, you know, women in the world and, you know, the difficulties women endure in patriarchy and all of that. Uh, people should know who she is. Uh, she wrote the book Women's Inhumanity to Women. And I have to tell you, there was an awful lot of that in Los Angeles. 
um, it was it was really patriarchy in a skirt in a lot of places, and by that I mean. Um, I think it might have been Cynthia Eller who said uh, in her book that oftentimes people who are marginalized in mainstream society, you know, in patriarchy, uh, they don't have a place there. They can't be a leader there. So they go into alternative spirituality and create their little queendom or kingdom. You know, it doesn't have to be a woman so that they can be in charge and they have followers and acolytes and all of that. Well, there was a lot of that in Los Angeles. There wasn't much um, interest in combining efforts and working together. Everybody had their own vision, and they went off and did it and, uh, and competed with one another, really. Um, I mean, there were even women who said stuff like, well, if you go to her circle, don't bother coming back to mine kind of a thing, you know. And it was ugly. It was ugly. And, um, and, you know, and maybe when you get to the, you know, get close to the core of things, you know, we don't like seeing how the sausage is made. But I'm thinking about, you know, these women who would just kind of take their ball and go home and go do their thing rather than working together to really change the world. It felt like it was more about ego. It was more about their vision, what they wanted to accomplish, rather than the real values of goddess. And I don't know, do you think we're past that, or is that still alive and well out there? Well, I'm going to say that what instantly came to my mind is it starts with you. I also thought about, you know, when when I got on the call about dismantling patriarchy and it's led by two men, or when, you know, um, goddess is more of a presence than ever before at the Parliament of World, World Religions, but still I look up at that opening stage and it's filled with men. And, you know, I, I, what, I, what I thought was, okay, it, it, in a way, some of the, why are there not more women leaders? Well, one of the reasons there's not more women leaders, because the ones that we currently have, are, as you said, they learn to succeed in a patriarchal society. So they're kind of following those rules. And, and these men that are coming forward and, and, and are men that are like, wait a minute, this system is flawed. It's not working for us anymore. It's broken. We need to take a look at this. We need to invite in the divine feminine, the sacred feminine. We need to have more balance. We need to respect and include all genders, all cultures, all colors, all creeds. So it's okay that, again, like you said, the divine feminine doesn't live in, in, in a, just one biological body. It's in us all, and I believe that we're in a time of balance. And, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, pretty much any time you have an organization or you have circles, you, you're going to have human conflict. And what, what, what it's time for right now is a new type of woman leadership to step up to the plate. And I've seen that myself personally. I had a circle that blew up, a local circle, and it was a beautiful, wonderful thing. And I did my part in blowing up that circle, and I am sorry about that. But I learned that, one, I had inflated, I had inflated expectations of community, and I was expecting to form this circle and have all these people be my friends. And that was not going to happen. They were looking up to me as a leader. 
And I've shied away from that term leader for many, many years because to me the divine feminine was we're all equal, we're all balanced. But finally I had a good friend of mine. She's like, Karen, tough as shit and just step up to the plate, you know? (laughs) And that's the thing. The new women's leadership, it's like a good mother. You hold that rim. You hold the ability for everybody else to step into their power. It's a different type of leadership. And, you know, yeah, all those human little stupid conflicts and drama and, you know, and ego and all that stuff, it keeps going on, but you don't, you don't encourage it. You look at the end, you know, you, you keep the broader picture in mind and you keep uh, the love and evolution and so that we can all become that person that we're meant to be so that we can do what we're meant to do in our life. And, and when you focus on that, I mean, that's all over the place today, the strength of that. And I actually think that's another thing that's going on right now is we're learning how we create our own individual realities. You see it, you know, in pretty much everything. And so if you focus on what we have in common and love and allowing each other and set that container for it to happen, that's what you're going to get. And the rest of it will fall away. Okay, okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, well, you know, you, when you sent me some of your materials about the show today, because um, I, I see we're starting to run out of time, I want to make sure we cover everything you wanted to talk about. You wrote something about the 1% focusing on the 1% needed to turn the tide. What do you mean by that? Because when I hear 1%, I think about the billionaires. You, you mean something else, I think. Well, I do. I, I I think that you and I and many of the women that I know over the last 10 years have been rather called to this work and to the divine feminine and that it, it really is we're standing on this precipice of the world changing. And, you know, there, there was an instant, um, Carol Kreese, when, when she passed away, and um, I, I remember talking to somebody and they said, uh, that she was one of the um, that they believe she was one of the best theologians that ever lived, and nobody knew her. And, and I <laughs> thought, you know, oh my God! I mean, what an honor it is that I knew that I knew this woman, and I knew not enough, but I knew a little of her work, and that you know we we have been given this glimpse into something that's taking over the world. I mean, it really is. And that that you don't have to – I think I spent a lot of time over this past 10 years, like, trying to explain myself or to get everybody else to join, everybody else to come to my circles, everybody else to think the way I think. And I've just decided that um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that I need to – when I go out and I speak what's in my heart and I speak authentically, I see these other people – that, that all of a sudden show up and appear. And w- w- like I said, I may, okay, Karen, maybe not everybody is on the same wavelength, but I got to tell you, I meet day in, day, eight, day out, I meet people who are on my wavelength. And so I know that, you know, I, I'm, I'm still creating this world that's attracting these people who think just like I do. And the more that other people watch us. The more that we do this publicly and live our lives true to what we, you know, believe and in these different ways, the more other people are going to go, geez, they got something, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, I see what you mean. It, it, it's like the law of attraction almost, you know, forgive me for using that new agey, uh, you know, term, but I think that's what you're talking about. You know, we attract, it is, uh, yes. we will attract that to us, you know. Okay. Most well, yeah. um, well um, you know, we're coming to the close here, and we've covered a lot, but I know there's more to talk about. Um, you know, I want to give you the last word, Karen. Um, what have you know? What have I not asked you that you feel is important to share? And of course, I want to give you you know a chance to you know give out the information about finding the Divine Feminine app and all of that as well. But is there anything I haven't asked that you know you want to make sure you say? Uh, well, I want to invite everybody to, I've been doing the Wednesday Weaver calls where I, uh, every day, every day, every week on Wednesday, in fact, so it's tonight at uh, 7 p.m. Central Time, uh, I, I have like office hours for the Divine Feminine app, and in an hour setting, we do an informal circle, and it's just kind of a place for us to come together and uh, help to do more. Uh, yes, I, I would love for people to go sign up for my app at the divine feminine app.com. And, uh, you know, the, I, it's hard because I, I, I sort of, as I said before, I feel like we're, we all know, we all know, you know what the next step is you need to do. I'm so glad that uh, if you're out there and you're listening and you're interested in this idea of public goddess gatherings, contact me. Karen Matt because what I've already, you know, I've said, and and it was funny, Karen, because when I first started doing the app, it's been this kind of like accidental, I worked a little bit on it, and then I was like, what are you doing, Karen? You're putting so much time and money into this, and it's sort of crazy. (laughs) And I got to this point where I just surrendered. You know, it's so important when you get to that point in your life that you surrender to whatever it is that you need to surrender to. And I said, okay, just keep showing me a door. Keep showing me a window. Well, I'm kind of like that now with these public gatherings that I'm like, I keep thinking that if, when, if I can find two or three other women who do this work, I'm really not the person who is going to lead people in goddess chants and singing and drumming. And uh, although you may not have seen it from, from how much I talked this last hour and a half, but I prefer to be behind my computer. <laughs> so I'm just looking for three to four other women in, in a regional area and then that we just uh, meet in this way and that it be somewhat public so people can, as I said, so people can say, gosh, they got something, don't they? And um, mm-hmm. put our hands out to more. Just keep putting your hands out right. to more. It's how we change the world, so, I believe. Well, you said you wanted people to um, find you, reach you. How do they find you, Karen? Well, if they go to the app, the divinefemineapp.com, uh, there is uh, a contact thing on there. I believe it's admin at, there's several of them, but admin at the dfapp.com is an email they can use. It will come to me. So it's admin, A-D-M-I-N, at the DF for divinefemineapp.com. Uh, probably the best way. And you have a Facebook page. Do you answer messages there, or is it one of those pages that only you post on? I, I answer messages. Uh, I would love to step away farther and farther from Facebook. And I, and I, I believe they're kind of like mini websites for us nowadays, that when we're interested in, in something, we can go there and see what they have to offer. 
but uh, all in all, social media is I'm not a huge fan of. No, no, me either, but I don't know how we replace it quite yet uh, and still stay connected, you, you know what I mean? Um, right, but, and you know, I'm yeah, not the, I think I just, yeah, I've just tried to use the good of it and let go of the rest. <laughs> right, yeah, I don't chat much on it myself either, you know, it's just fraught with, um, you know, potential strife. <laughs> uh, but uh, but anyway, um, well, Karen, um, I want to thank you so much uh, for being on the show. And, you know, just, to, just before we go, though, tell women, I mean, about the Divine Feminine app being free, and if they do have an event, how they can find out, um, you know, what it might cost them to post the event or whatever, just a little bit of the nuts and bolts. Yes. So if they go to the divinefemineapp.com, they will have a pop-up that says register. It's really, really simple. They just put in their email and their location, and that will put them on the email list. They can hit unsubscribe if they want, of course. Well, they'll get sent every week local uh, one email with the local events, and then at the bottom are all the virtual online events. If there are not uh, local ones in your area, which there are more and more and more, and I'm so happy to see, but if there are not, You'll just get a weekly one with the online and the virtual events. And uh, anybody can put on an event. It's uh, uh, The feedback I've had is that it's very simple, and I've kept it simple. I've kept it the same. I can't tell you how irritating it is to go to Facebook or Instagram and see everything changed. I'm like, well, who's paying me to get to understand this now, you know? So I've tried to keep it very simple because, the point of the app is to use technology so that we can connect personally. Uh, I, I would love a world where we're not just, you know, um, behind our computer screens or on a Zoom call, but that we're connecting personally. I think the Internet and Facebook and social media, I'm not going to discount that I've met so many amazing people, and, and I wouldn't be where I am today without it, so I'm grateful for it. But it has its place, like anything in the world. It has its place. And nothing beats, you know, actually being in front of somebody heart-to-heart heart, uh, in a small circle or, you know, at an event as I said, in, uh, off in the woods around a fire or whatever, uh, we need to be sure that we're meeting that way. Okay. Did I answer and, the question? Uh, yes. <laughs> when, they, when they go yeah. to the events need to be featured after they enter the event on the app. It will give you an option where you can hit buy featured and you can make that individual event featured and then it goes out in the email. Or they can become a member, a monthly member. I very much appreciate that. Apps are hugely expensive, and uh, yes, it needs to be uh, it needs to be sustainable on my on my end, and it's slowly getting that way. And I very much appreciate it. And at the same time, I've committed myself to always giving out a promo code to anybody who asks, and the promo code will will also make your event featured. Uh, just try it out, see how it goes, but also because, uh, you know, I, I also believe that's part of the divine feminine is working towards a world that those who can support things financially do and can, and those that cannot can still participate. Right, right. So uh, so people can go there and it's free and they don't have to think that the, it's going to cost them anything to jump online and, um, yeah, see see what's going on in their area. Right. Like the circles, it's very simple. You just sign up and you, you'll, you'll get an email with what's going on in your area, one email once a week. 
Oh, and okay. one once a month with retreats, which um, I absolutely love. Lo- adore, like, reading all of them and fantasizing that I had the money to go on them all. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's, uh, it, and I'm, I'm amazed at all the different flavors of goddess out there, too. Uh, that was one of the things yes. that struck me as well because, you know, in Los Angeles there were, you know, uh, you know there was a lot of people doing very similar things. And then I was offline for a couple years. Then I come back and discover the Divine Feminine app, and it's like, wow, you know, it's really grown and morphed, and there are all sorts of flavors of goddess happening. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was yes. a wonderful revelation finding your, you know, finding your uh, your app. Thank you for doing it, uh, Karen, because I know you've been working tirelessly, tirelessly. Um, Well, listen, thank you for being on the show today. And, um, you know, I I, I, uh, hope to be at your Weavers meeting tonight. And, um, you know, just uh, keep on keeping on. And I appreciate all your wisdom today. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you, Karen. I had said that. And in fact, I was thinking earlier this morning I was on your podcast when I started this, not too long after, probably about seven or eight years ago. And um, mm-hmm. it's lovely to be back on and see how, how much I have grown. And in large part, it's due to the work of women like you. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And and you know what? And, um, well, I guess, you know, having a podcast every week for a decade, uh, you don't remember every guest. Uh, but it, thank you for telling me yes. that. I didn't remember. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I did not remember. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, all right, then, lady, you go have a great day and a great holiday. And um, I will check in with you on Wednesday evenings as I can. Sounds wonderful. Thank you, Karen. Okie doke. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed hearing us chat, uh, and um, and maybe you will sign up for the Divine Feminine app. Uh, it can't hurt. Uh, you know, you got to at least be curious what's going on in your neighborhood. Uh, maybe stuff you didn't know, and um, you know, and you'll be happy to learn. Uh, So that about does it for me, folks. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and um, I know it's a complicated time. Uh, It can be joyous or it can just be um, fraught with with difficulties and angst. So... um, you know, I, uh, I'm thinking about uh, an article I read on the Feminism and Religion blog about how stories and drama continue uh, because there's usually three characters. There's a perpetrator, a rescuer, and a victim. And as long as these three people continue to change roles, the story or the drama rolls on. And the point of the article was, as we were approaching the holidays and maybe we were faced with that inevitable angst that the holidays often bring us, you know, uh, that if we extricate ourselves from that triangle of those three different roles, then we can stop the drama. We stop the story. So give yourself permission to drop out of the triangle and don't be the victim or the perpetrator or the savior. You know, just extricate yourself as best you can. 
All right. Um, so that about uh, does it for me. And um, we're going to close, as we always do, with homage to uh, my beloved Sekhmet, Lady of Tenacity Manifested, who teaches us women to say no without guilt and to have healthy boundaries so we're not used and abused uh, or exploited or traumatized in, uh, in any way. So uh, here we go. And... Um, I hope to hear, you know, hope to be with you again next Wednesday. And please share Voices of the Sacred Feminine with all your friends. All right, bye-bye.